Well, welcome everybody to another episode of Boss Barista. I'm Jasper Wild. And I'm Ashley Rodriguez. And we are here to bring you another update on the four barrel story slash lawsuit slash nightmare. It's pretty much been a nightmare, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it has been. It's been it's been uh, hard to keep up with everything, but we have done we've done a lot to stay informed and we are here today in this episode to kind of catch you up to speed. So if you have not listened to our last episode, I strongly encourage you to do that. It's episode 34 um, and it's called Four Barrel and Jeremy Tooker Accused of Sexual Misconduct. That In that episode, we like bring you up to speed with like what happened when the lawsuit broke. We recorded that the day the news was announced by the SF Chronicles. Um, so listen to that if you want to hear the uh, story of what was written on the lawsuit, exactly what they were being sued of, and what some of the women um, were accusing Jeremy Tucker and Four Barrel of doing. In this episode, we really wanted to come back to everything that's happened because in the last week, a lot has changed. So these women brought a suit against Jeremy Tucker. Within a week, they settled. And it kind of seems like it's over, right? Like, okay, they sued, they settled, and we're done with this, right? No. No way, not even a little bit. There is somehow more to do now that the suit has settled and there are a lot more questions. So Jasper's just going to give like a really quick overview of what's happened from suit to it being settled. Okay, so January 5th, 2018, eight women sued Jeremy and Four, Four Barrel. Saturday, January 6th, Jeremy divested. And then on Monday... Jody and Tall changed the name of the company from Four Barrel Coffee to The Tide. They also said in this in this statement that they were going to turn their company into a 100% owned employee co-op. They said that they would first make available Jeremy's shares, his 50% to the employees, and then they would over time make their own shares available to the employees until 100% of it was employee-owned. However, let's just make a note that in the last day, Spredge came out with an article, and Jody and Tall said, quote, We realize that in the emotion and shock of the past week that changing our name was a mistake. So there is some question about if the name is going to stay Four Barrel. The tide seems to maybe not be what they are going into. However, they have, they've made Instagram accounts for the tide. They've definitely crossed the name Four Barrel out of their store, anywhere where their store is. So it seems like we're not sure about what the name is going to do. We're not sure about how the divestment is going to go. And then news broke that... The eight women and four barrel had settled. Uh, the terms were not disclosed, but we do know that there were also reports that Tall and the eight women met privately. Tall personally apologized to them, and he's also quoted to be saying something like, you know, we learn every day from the bravery of these women. That's where we're at. That's what the timeline has been. It can seem, just from reading what's been published on the SF Chronicle or published on other media networks that this is done. People sued, they settled, Tall apologized, and in certain ways a lot has been done and a lot 
does feel done. There was a lot of awareness brought to issues of sexual misconduct. There is voice given to women in the coffee industry and people feel more empowered and emboldened to speak out and lots of wholesale accounts dropped for barrel. So it does feel like a lot has been accomplished and we shouldn't gloss over that. Like a lot has happened. In, in the Spreads article, Jody and Tall said that 50 to 60% of their wholesale clients have left them. That is a huge number. They, they had so much wholesale all, all in the Bay Area and in the country even. And no, in the country as well. Like they had their roasting works in their cafe on Valencia and 15th Street in San Francisco. And they also had their Oakland roastery that had, I believe, two like huge roasters. So... That's huge. These are people who are roasting a lot of coffee. My understanding, I don't know the exact numbers, but I was told once before they opened up their Oakland roastery, they just had the one probot. I believe it was a 25 kilo probot. Someone told me that the roaster is on almost 18 hours a day, seven days a week. So imagine how much coffee that they were roasting at that time. That was maybe two years ago. So that's a lot. That's a huge chunk. So to the women who sued and to the wholesale accounts that dropped four barrel like you did an amazing job find those wholesale accounts who did drop four barrel and go shop there yeah so many good ones um i also want to mention in the like what the hell happened these last two weeks coffee two came through with an amazing fundraiser for all of the women who have been sexually assaulted so this fund is going to go for go towards legal help if somebody else has a suit that they want to file and there was also some talk about the funds being used to help anybody who wants to leave four barrel and go to another job or if there's a gap in between that work there could be some supplement cash in that um for them right so Coffee 2, it's hashtag Coffee 2. A woman named Molly Flynn started that back in October as a response to the Me Too movement. That's been really, really amazing to see. So if you want, you can go to their GoFundMe. It's GoFundMe.com slash start drama. So yeah, they're almost at their $5,000 goal. The link to their GoFundMe is also on our Instagram account. And we'll also link it um, in the description of this episode as well. Okay. Jasper. Okay. Ashley. There are so many questions still, though. So many questions. Yeah. Not resolved at all. In, in no way resolved at all. So my, my question, first and foremost, is to the baristas who still work at Four Barrel. Four Barrel closed for two days after the lawsuit was filed and then reopened and has been open since then. There are still people working at Four Barrel. It's still, from what I understand, really busy as well. But we haven't heard too much from the baristas who still work there. We don't know if they've been forced to sign non-disclosure agreements. We don't know how involved they've been in talks of what the co-op is going to look like. We have no idea if they've been given any of the ownership that Jeremy has divested There's just a lot of questions still there. And that's important to ask. Like, how do the baristas feel about what's happening? Well, I've been in contact with some of them. Mm -hmm. And of course, I'm not speaking for all of them, but at least three baristas are confused, stressed out, kind of like emotionally over it. 
you know, they didn't ask for this drama and yet they have to deal with it. They have to deal with customers. They have to deal with, uh, I guess, Four Barrel has been having many meetings or like setting a meeting and then canceling a meeting as this all has been happening. So there's been a lot of uncertainty and they are feeling really exhausted, but also a little, a little stuck, right? Like they have all these extra meetings. They have all this extra work at work, uncertainty with their schedule. And then they don't feel like starting a resume or looking for a new job. Um, that's like, some of them are feeling that way. Um, and then I've also talked to some people who have worked at four barrel for years and years and years, and they believe Jody and tall when they say they're going to make it an employee owned co-op. And they're really excited to get a piece of that ownership. So they definitely still believe that it's going to happen. One person in particular has expressed some anger or resistance to how we've been covering it because we've been so very critical, not buying what Jody and Tal have said in their press releases, because a lot of it has been really tone deaf and still very much in line with what the women have said about them, that they are manipulative, that they silence people, that they don't want to take accountability for their wrongdoings. So, so that's what I've heard from the few people that I've talked to. Second question. What the hell does divestment mean? We looked up the word. We actually looked it up because we were like, what does (laughs) divestment mean when these documents say that Jeremy, the owner who owns 50% of four barrel divested after the suit was filed what does that mean did he simply just walk away from four barrel and give his shares to jody and tall did he get paid a certain amount for those shares because if he did get paid then he walks away pretty much scot-free There's also the question of the properties. So like there's ownership in four barrel, but there's also property on Valencia, in the Sunset, in Oakland, on Divisadero, New York Roastery, like all these things have, somebody had to buy the property or, or put down money, basically say like, I'm responsible for this. It's likely, we don't know at all, but it's likely that Jeremy's name and financial, what's it called? He's financially liable for a lot of those things. And for him to completely divest, he would have had to be bought out for those things too. But we don't know, we don't know any of, we don't know any of it. We don't know if he's done that. In another, in their second press release, uh, Jody and Tal said that Jeremy's 50% would be, quote, made available to their employees. And my big question is, are they going to give it? Yeah, first, when? Second, are they going to give them or are they going to make employees buy them? Because I don't know about you, but I don't know any baristas who have thousands of dollars lying around waiting to buy into a company that's failing. Right. And that's the point of the word divest, I think, is to create ambiguity. They didn't use the word bought out. They didn't use the word relinquish. They didn't use words that would actually give a quantifiable amount to that to that release they said divest and i think that that was they sold they didn't say give right and i think that that was intentional because we don't know and it's interesting that they use the 50 percent. they used that quantifiable number what i think to signify that like a lot has been done like 50 percent is a lot that's a lot of the company to divest but who the fuck knows what divest means? 
And then furthermore, Jody and Tal have also pledged to divest and there has been no plan of what that looks like. When will they divest? Will they divest slowly? Will they divest at one like point? Is there a date? Is there a deadline? None of that has been made public. None of that has been made transparent. We have absolutely no idea what it means. And fr- and as of this recording, absolutely nothing has been done. They are still the two owners of Four Barrel. And in a big way, they, they represent, uh, I mean, obviously, like, Jeremy represents rampant sexual assault and violence, but Joni and Tall represent silencing and manipulation. So for them to continue to run this company, no meaningful change has come about. None. And the longer they continue to have complete and total ownership, the less likely that an employee-owned co-op, which would, which would be amazing, but the less likely that will come to fruition. So we just need to know, what's the timeline? When, when are they out? We don't know. We no don't know. So third question. Jody and Tal and Jeremy are not the only guilty parties here. There are people named in the suit who were leaders, who were in positions of power, HR folks, directors of operations. When are they leaving? Are they still there? I have no idea because these are people who are working behind the scenes. They're not people who are on the floor. So we have absolutely no idea if they're still in the payroll of Four Barrel, if they plan on leaving, if this has affected them at all. Do they feel like they have been complicit? Yeah, so the three men that have been named in the suit are Brett Whitman, who fired one of the plaintiffs after she went after she was assaulted by Jeremy. Brian Thomas, who was acting HR, uh, or not acting. He was he was HR in 2015 when much of this abuse was occurring, and several people reported it or he knew about it and did nothing. And the third person is Michael Cohen, who was HR in 2017. He might also be HR now, but I actually don't know that. But he definitely was in 2017, and he was the person who made, he made one of the witnesses feel like it was her fault that they basically had to change the, this uh, menu because the very offensive Dickens cider was printed on the back of that menu and she complained about it enough that they, the company changed it. But he basically made her feel like it was, um, it was her fault. And he also, he also told people not to quote, talk shit about the company as, as they voiced concern about sexual marketing. So these three people in particular, their names are on the lawsuit. They have, they have yet to face any consequences. And in fact, Brian Thomas was quoted by the SF Chronicles, when they were interviewing him for the Tide, they were basically like, oh, it's going to be employee-owned. Like, here's an employee. Like, what do you have to say about it? And Brian Thomas spoke for the Tide. So there's been no meaningful change. Right. And he's made no statement about his role in the lawsuit at all. No apology, no recognition that he was complicit in any of this. There's been no there's been no accountability for the other folks that have been involved in this. And yeah, I mean these three people like have actually been named, but there are many many unnamed people. And also I think about like Four Barrel as like the energy of Four Barrel. Every company has like 
energy and values to it. And you can kind of pick up on it when you're a customer or if you shop online, like you sort of get the vibe. And the people who were attracted to Four Barrel and who now work for them have been attracted to this like bro-y, macho, sexist, toxic vibe. So what happens to all of the like the, the regular people, the regular guys who maybe participated in Kiss and Slap and thought it was funny. What happens to all the guys who are like, oh, I got a suck it mug from Four Barrel and chill, now I got an interview. What happens to all the guys who just think that they're just like, they're just generally cool and they want to emulate Four Barrel? I hope that this lawsuit has really made them like, look in deep within themselves and see a part of themselves that is potentially harmful and how like this toxic masculinity culture and then the culture within four barrel is it's like it's all around us and that is just a magnified version of it and we all have to deal with it okay so i think what you're saying jasper kind of brings us to question four which is when will the culture of toxic masculinity be changed at four barrel it seems like nothing has been done to address the overtly sexualized manner in which business was kind of conducted at Four Barrel. And I want to point to a document that I have. It's the Four Barrel Hospitality Manual, which lists 47 rules to hospitality. And some of them are, you know, innocuous, like don't curse behind the bar, things like that. But rule number 17, this is my favorite one, is do not talk shit about coworkers or guests or other coffee companies. In fact, do not talk shit at all. Which so echoes what so many of the women who complained about harassment were told. That is such a terrible rule that they got sued for it. Right. So is their company manual going to change? It should. It should. There's another rule in here that says Jeremy hates... Oh, this is rule 44. The owner of the cafe for which you work really, really hates feeling awkward. Don't be awkward around Jeremy. This is an official rule. What? Yeah, I know, isn't that? So let's say he wants to like smash his face against yours while he's completely plastered drunk. Don't be awkward. Right. It's a rule. Right. We've already warned you. That is so fucked up. I know. Here's another. So there's after the 47 rules, there's then a part that's like frequently asked questions. One of the questions is, can I take a photo in here? The answer is yes, please do. As an employee of Four Barrel, please be comfortable with the possibility that people will be taking photos of you. Jeremy has built a beautiful space that is meant to be enjoyed and photographed. If you're uncomfortable with your picture being taken, this is probably not the job for you. Also, if you're uncomfortable with your mouth being grabbed and body being at the leisure of the owners for the taking, maybe this isn't the job for you. That's terrible. Who the hell, like, wrote this and was like, yeah, that's our company. Right. Like, this is, this, this symbolizes us. Like, I am cool with this. This represents the values I want it to represent. Like, reading this, it's just, ugh. There's so many gems in this. I read it I read it a couple of times and I just like wanted to bend over and hurl. And kind of to like piggyback on of course we should like we should mention that 
Jody's a woman and all this has happened as she's been an owner. So this is not to excuse the women in power at this time who, who have, who have been part of the leadership role, but who have done nothing to stop this or who have even egged it on. So it's, it's not just so much to like have any old woman in charge. It's to have women who are actively fighting the dismantling of patriarchy in charge. And that means not Jody. That means if anyone else has thrived in that company for maybe seven, eight, nine years, there's a lot of them, probably not them either. I think that's important for you to point out, Jasper, that just because Jody is in charge and Jody is female, that doesn't write off all of the misgivings that have happened at Four Barrel. And I think that that's something that people do a lot where they're like, well, it's worse because it's from a woman. No, it's not worse because it's from a woman. Like, it's still bad that it's from a woman, but it's still bad that it's from dudes as well. So I think that's a way that people can kind of write off sexual harassment when it's like condoned by female leadership. And it almost like makes women somehow more responsible for it. Like we're not watching out for each other, which is just also toxic as well. All right. Big question. So question number five. What's question number five? Go for it. What's still happening right now today? We got notice yesterday that almost everybody on the production team so these are the people who are bagging your coffee making sure that the coffee is getting to you delivering your coffee were fired no explanation nothing else and it would seem really easy to be like well wholesale has dropped so that's why these folks were fired but it's not like Jody and Tyler putting their necks out on the line financially to keep these people around for their mistakes. Always remember that the things that are happening to the people at Four Barrel, like these production folks, is the direct cause of Jody, Jeremy, and Tal's actions. Yeah. No matter what. No one else. No one else. This is a big deal. This, these are four people who are just gone. Don't work at Four Barrel anymore. So one of the production workers, we won't say their name, but they posted on Instagram the letter that they received. On the letter, it says, due to financial changes within Four Barrel, we are forced to downsize in order for the company to succeed in the future. This is to inform you that we are eliminating your position and terminating your employment as of 1-17-2018, your final check for all time worked and accrued vacation time, accompany this letter. If you have any questions, please reach out, reach out to us. Thank you so much for all your hard work and accomplishment that you have made during your employment here at Four Barrel. Sincerely, Tall Moore Owner. And they post this photo and they add their own caption saying, do not support Four Barrel. The owners are not going to resign. I and three other employees in production at Four Barrel were laid off. Instead of the owners stepping away, they are getting rid of, quote, the least important, unquote, it seems. So this is pretty clear. That First of all, they, wouldn't, they didn't even get a meeting. They got a letter with their check. How cold and callous. That's a terrible way to do business. Like, here you are still bagging coffee for these fuckwads, and then you're like, here's this envelope. <laughs> like, you're gone. Bye. See you later. Number one. I've Number seen. two, it seems like the folks that were fired are implying that Jody and Tal have no intention of divesting. It seems like 
they're making cuts to the company to keep it afloat, sacrificing the well-being of folks that have worked for them, but not holding themselves accountable and not providing any sort of timeline for when they're leaving. So they have time to fire four people on their staff. They don't have time, however, for some reason, to give us a timeline for when they're leaving. They also haven't found the time to give any ownership of the company to all of their employees. Right. So how Which is what they've said they'd do. Right. So how can we believe anything that they're doing? This is why we came on the air today is because we wanted to continue to ask these questions and we also wanted to ask you, our listeners, to stay engaged. And there are a number of ways that you can do that. So we have a lot of big things that we want to do. Number one, continue to put pressure on Jody and Tal. Continue to tweet at Four Barrel, to call them out on Instagram, to continue engaging on social media. Tell them that you're listening to this podcast. We have been told that they know that we're out here and they are scared of us. (laughs) how could you not be scared of that (laughs) that's how it makes me feel because you know what we're not we're not scary because we're bullies or anything we're scary because we're holding them accountable for the bullshit that they have perpetrated for years and years and years and they're hoping that all this blows over they're hoping oh the settlement was reached we're all good now everyone's gonna move on No, we're not going to move on because people are still getting hurt within that company. And as long as they're the owners, we're going to keep pushing them to be accountable. If they were to give over their ownership to all the employees right now, do you think Ashley and I would be like sitting here talking, talking shit, (laughs) starting drama about that? No, we would be supporting them. We would be like, what do you guys need? How can we help? How can we help you change the toxic culture that that your company used to have like we want to be there for them but if they have they've made no meaningful actions towards the things that they say they're going to do so keep putting pressure because it's working it's really really working right that's my rant right and kind of to piggyback on that is demand a timeline if you want something actionable that you can ask for from jody and tall demand a timeline and we're going to set a timeline. By February 15th, Jody and Tal need to be out. They need to be done. People keep saying how complicated it is to set up a co-op. It's not that complicated. Like, just leave and put someone else in charge who can do it. Yep. February 15th, that's the date we're setting. Jody and Tal need to be out by February 15th. And the way that we're going to do that and hopefully continue to put pressure on them is to continuing wholesale accounts. We know that there are still some out there. If you are still carrying four barrel coffee, please write to Jody and Tal and ask them, when are they going to go? If you know of a wholesale account who's still carrying four barrel, write to them and ask them, when are they going to say that enough is enough? And they will drop four barrel after February 15th. Ask them to, if you're a wholesale account, Reach out to Jody and Tall and say, hey, if you have not divested by February 15th, we will find a new wholesale provider. And 
Jody and Tal seem to be saying that they want to stabilize the business, they want to do what's best for the employees. If they do what's best for the employees, they will divest immediately. They will give ownership to all the employees by February 15th so that when companies buy coffee from them, it's going to the employees and not to Jody and Tal. Uh, you're going to write out a template for yes. for everybody, aren't you? Yes. So if you feel uncomfortable writing this letter, if you're not sure what to say, if you're a wholesale account or if you're just a customer of a wholesale account, we're going to put a letter up on the Boss Barista website, bossbarista.com, and you can use that letter. We'll leave little spaces for you to put your name or the company that you want to write to, and we'll also provide links to the myriad articles that have been written about this because I'm still so surprised by how many people who don't know about this. Every wholesale account though should. Jody and Tal reached out to every single wholesale account and sent them the letter that's on their Instagram account, the Tide. I think it's the Tide Coffee if you check it, which mind-boggling has 3,000 and like 500 followers. Still don't know how that's possible. But they sent this letter out to all of their wholesale accounts being like, hey, we're changed our name. Like, please support us. Please continue to still buy our coffee. So every wholesale account should be aware that something has happened. Now it's our job to put pressure on them to do something about it. February 15th, if Jody and Tal do not divest, by February 15th, pull all four barrel beans off your shelf. Enough is enough. Another thing you can do is if you are in the if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, don't don't go to Four Barrel. Like just don't don't walk in there. Don't spend your money. This this I mean this should be obvious by now. Just don't don't even give it to them until Jody and Tall are out. Don't give it to them. The fact that Four Barrel is busy still is makes my head want to explode. When I went into the Valencia store last week, it was very slow, I have to say. Okay, that's good to hear. Because I have heard reports saying it's really busy. Time. Last thing that we want to do, find folks jobs. We put a call out last night for non-coffee making jobs for the warehouse folks who were working at Four Barrel. And we got so many responses. That's amazing. People are really stepping up, sending us any tweets that they see or job postings that they know about. Continue doing that. There are still people who are going to be looking for jobs. There are still people who are at Four Barrel and probably don't know what their next steps are. So please keep sending us jobs. We will try to reach out to the people at Four Barrel who still work there and we'll do our best to connect them with whatever resources we have. If you work at Four Barrel and you are scared about finding a job or maybe you're like I haven't looked at my resume in a million years email us we'll help you I secretly really like writing resumes so that would be just a delight for me but I will help you do that um, but we will find you jobs lots of people have reached out to us so please use the resources that are available and we will help you the best that we can let's shout out um, some jobs that we've seen posted already since the since four production workers are out of work as of yesterday here here are some leads that we've gotten so far um high wire coffee that's in the east bay uh they're looking for an office uh, slash operate operations manager um we've also got counterculture website they have they usually have listings um we've also got fellow coffee or fellow products, that's what it's called. So fellow products are um, things like kettles and scales and brewing devices. So they 
they have a part-time customer service associate, a retail sales associate, and a sales manager, none of which are barista jobs. So if you are not looking to sell coffee or serve coffee to people, you could do those too. Oh, Phil's Coffee is looking That's, for warehouse folks. Phil's Coffee. That's right. That's right. Oh, and also um, Ritual. Ritual has a production manager position open. So that's just kind of like managing the production team and making sure uh, that you bag the coffee. It all goes out at the right time. Jasper, do you work at Ritual? I work at Ritual Coffee Company. Yes, that is correct. The person who applied for that job would get to work with you. Yeah. That's yes. pretty exciting. Also, um, if you if you reach out to me, I can make sure that I reach out to the hiring manager and say that you're coming from Four Barrel and that you want a, you know, super posy coffee coffee experience, mm-hmm. and try to make that happen for you. Mm-hmm. All right, folks, you have your jobs. You know what you need to do. If you're an employee of Four Barrel, we have resources for you. If you are a wholesale account of Four Barrel, still. Please put pressure on Jody and Tall. You guys have a lot of power right now. If you know of any cafes still using Four Barrel, please let us know who they are and please email them and let our network know so that other people can email them as well. Like I said, we're going to put that letter up on our website that you can use. Feel free to send it to your friends. They can use it as well. We want people to feel the pressure. We want Jody and Tal to know that until they divest, we find their solutions completely unacceptable. And send us job postings. If you hear about anybody in the Bay Area who is looking to hire, please send that our way and we can help place people as they um, as they reach out to us. That really, really helps us because we can't see it all. That's that's going to be a wrap for us. Next episode, I'm actually really excited about. We're going to talk about capitalism. Capitalism and corporations. There's this really, I've been editing the episode and there's this really like kind of amazing moment where you and I kind of almost like break out of the character or like break out of like our rhythm to argue. And at first I was going to cut it, but then I was like, no, I'm going to leave this in. So you get to find out what Jasper and I argue about in the next episode. We're hoping to release it next week. We want as many people to listen to this episode as possible. Uh, if there are people who you know who still don't know what's happening with Four Barrel, please send them over our way. We got the two episodes, this one and the last one, kind of recapping what's been happening at Four Barrel and just keep engaged. There's still a lot to do. So much to do. And thank you all so much for like being super engaged in this really, really monumentous coffee moment. Um, I'm sure that like once we have a little bit more perspective, we'll be able to dive in and like say, what does this mean for the industry now? And but like this, this is amazing. And you all are wonderful and fabulous. And we really support your engagement. 